tonight, if you're wondering why I'm dressed like this, we're here to discuss some business. After the week four hard loss at Indianapolis this week, Sammy, let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast and Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. Welcome back to another episode of the Sick Podcast Anvil Show. I see P's repping. Like I said, I'm here to take care of some business. uh, Because obviously Clyde is not here to take care of any business. Uh, (laughs) But you know what, man? You know what else we need to take care of business of is we need to give a shout out to our boys at DraftKings. You know, we got to pay some bills around here. So, all of our watchers out there, please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use DraftKings code 6Sports and get $200 in bonus bets when you instantly just bet $5 on any NFL bet. Believe me, that makes any game exciting, no matter which one you watch, including, oh, I don't know, maybe the Broncos or something. I don't know. But uh, yes, the crown is yours. DraftKings, download the app now. Big P, how's it going tonight, brother? It's going good, my friend. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. I, I don't think I've. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen you without cut off sleeves. Well, I mean, know. literally ever. <laughs> well, you know, times are changing. Times are changing. It's time to it's time to dig into some business here, Kenny Moore style. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, I see it. <laughs> well, we had a fun I, Sunday, didn't we? Tailgate was fun. We did, but first, let me give a super giant shout out to Mr. Matthew Hovey. He was the winner of our first ticket giveaway, the Fran, 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 Fran giveaway, <laughs> as Clyde says. Uh, Matthew did an outstanding job getting, uh, people to follow the YouTube channel. So want to give oh, him my a goodness. And when he got to the stadium, he came, he came a few minutes late, but when he, he made up for it, when he got there, I didn't hear a louder fan than him. He was decked out, had his Colts helmet on, had his big horseshoe, uh, hand thing. It, he was awesome. I hope, uh, I hope we get a chance to be at another game with Matthew. Congratulations, Matthew. We had a blast. Round of applause for Matthew. I mean, that boy there brought us a small army to YouTube, I tell you. Yeah, he worked his tail off for those tickets. (laughs) He really did. But you know what? I'm glad to see the smile on his face. Oh, yeah. He had had a big time. He had a great time. Oh, yeah. We all had a great time. But, yeah. Uh, Speaking of a great time, the tailgate was fun. Another great turnout at the tailgate. Tailgate was amazing. But they're getting bigger and bigger every week, you know, and, and I'm going to toot our own horn here for a minute. And that's out of my character. Cause you know, typically I don't take credit for anything, but, uh, this tailgate that we've built that you've started is absolutely amazing. I mean, we, we get, we get fans from all over the country. Some fans from different parts of the world show up. Fans from the the opposing team come over. 
and nobody talks trash. Everybody has a good time. Everybody has talks football, talks, uh, you know, what, what's good about their team, what's bad about their team, you know, what they're looking forward to. It's just, I mean, it is the best football atmosphere I have ever experienced. If you haven't oh, been, better. if you haven't been to our tailgates, it is well worth it. I mean, and I just want to give a special shout out to our crew. They know who they are. I mean, without them, we wouldn't be able to put on the size of a tailgate that we have now. Mm-mm. I mean, no. they do an excellent job for us. They do. It's good to have family. I'll tell you that. Family is great. But you know what, Big P? We got some business to discuss this week. Okay. Break it what down, brother. T- well, what in the start <laughs> that we all wanted to see at Lucas Oil Stadium the first game back in a couple weeks. Um, but, man, that second half came around, and boy, oh, boy, did, did we show up. I mean, did- we showed toughness in the word that it keeps getting spread around, including from myself, is the word resilience. This team is – that's the one word in – the thing the most that we have not seen from this team in a very, very, very long time. So we're going to give you all some takeaways from our game day experience. P, we'll start with you. What you take away from it, brother? Uh, the refs absolutely fucking hate us. <laughs> that, that's it. They hate, they hate Indianapolis Colts. And uh, we're not going to put up with it. Yeah, because I think you uh, didn't you send something out not too long ago about the refs to I somebody. Oh, who did I tweet? I tweeted that I tweeted the NFL that they better come get these clowns because that that that's the only thing I can describe how those refs called that game was a complete clown show. Now look, I've watched football for a long time. I know things go both ways throughout the game. But not shit went our way that first half. I mean, we were getting pass interference calls like on Kenny Moore, and he led. Or no, it was a. Uh, shit, it was a different call. They they acted like he 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 speared him with his helmet. I forget. Oh, that was uh Oh, was that a? That wasn't Ju- that was a that was was that Juju? No, that was Kenny. But he. Oh, that was Kenny. Yeah, he definitely led with his shoulder, and they called him for uh, not pass interference, but personal. Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember that call now. Yeah, what happened was he lowered his shoulder, and the, the ball carrier, uh, he went in lower, which made their heads bounce off, and it, w- it shouldn't have been a flag. There was many analysts yeah. that said that should not have been a flag at all. Yeah, and, and it, was, it just seemed like it was that way for the entire first half. Now, the second half, we was starting to get some calls. Um for us and we got some non-calls too you know and that's kind of how i look at refereeing you know because it's not the easiest job shit happens very very quick on that field you know for those refs to get get it right a hundred percent of the time is asking way too much but it's usually balanced out throughout the game you know sometimes you get called sometimes you don't and that happens on both sides of the ball you know, absolutely. But that first half, no, it it didn't matter. We could we could have sneezed to the left and got a got a flag. No man, it's just. I mean, I get I get one thing like 
you know, I think there's some point in some of the refs' calls, like to keep the game entertaining in some points, you know, to keep it exciting, get the fans involved a little bit. I mean, I've heard about that type of stuff before, but this type of crap, I mean, this <laughs> this type of stuff gets riots going. This is why yeah. Kentucky fans burn couches, like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you get what I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, these refs, I mean, when are these, that's the thing, when are these refs actually going to be held accountable for their actions in some of these calls? Like I don't know, it, you know that that's a good question for the commissioner. Um, you know because fans are held accountable, players are held accountable, coaches are held accountable. Hell, whole organizations are held accountable. Front office is held accountable. Mm-hmm. You know why aren't these refs accountable? You know when when it's an egregious call, they need fined. I'm just going to put it that way. They make, you know, what, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, well, start their asses. They're going to start. They're going to start calling the games right. Oh my goodness, or at least better, you know. And like like I said, I don't, I don't expect every rep to be one hundred percent right because shit happens real fast on that field, you know. So it. They got to call it, but there's replay booths. There's this, there's that. Something's got to happen, um, you know, because, and it, and it is, doesn't just happen to the Indianapolis Colts. It happens league wide. You know, us fans, we spend a shitload of money every year on our teams because those are our teams that we support. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to continue paying money and see those kind of results. Because a ref called the wrong damn call or didn't call a call. You know what I mean? It, 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 oh, it gets I know very exactly taxing. What you mean. Yeah, I mean, those big calls, man. I mean, we see it time and time again, too. We A lot of teams, not just the Colts, like you said, but a lot of teams get screwed out of huge wins, divisional yeah. games, playoff, playoff games, Super Bowls, shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just – especially, I think, during those bigger games – like the playoffs and stuff like that, big divisional rivalries that decide division championships and everything else. I absolutely agree that they need to get fined. Well, like look, they, look at, it's not even just the playoff games. A constant look how tight the AFC South is right now. Everybody's mm-hmm. two, two and two, or yep. two and two, not two, two yep. and two. Every everybody <laughs> in the AFC South is two and two. You know, so right now everybody's neck and neck racing for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. You know, so these calls right now have implications. You know, you got to let these guys go out there and play. You got to make the right call. Uh, I, I think the referees should have the ability to throw the flag and call upstairs. Hey, I seen this, but I'm not 100% sure. Check it for me real quick. They can look at the film. Yes, you're spot on. No, that was not leading with helmet. No, that was not pass interference. Yes, he was out of bounds. That kind of thing. And it wouldn't take much more time out of the game. No. I mean, it ain't no it ain't no different than a coach flowing, throwing a challenge flag. Yeah. Because someone of because because some of their staff upstairs seen something different. They communicate. Why can't the refs communicate? I agree. Exactly. Exactly. So, something's got to happen. Something's got to, uh, 
get these refs on point with everybody else. You know, that would it, it, you throw the flag, you make the call, you play it on the jumbotron, and the entire stadium is booing you. That should be indication that somebody else needs to look at this play because that was horseshit call. And those calls have big implications all the way down the road. They do, they do. But I'll get but off I mean, my. Re- I'll get well, off my. One, re- one more question re- about the refs. One more question about the refs, and we'll move on. So you know, some time ago, coaches were able to challenge calls on the field, flags, and that such. Do we think now with the way these refs are going, do you think the league should go back and look at a policy similar to that, or if not, the same policy? Uh, yes. But I think they need to up the number of times a coach can challenge a call. Because if they miss on this challenge, they lose a timeout. If they miss, yeah. you know what I mean? And and that makes coaches hesitant to throw that red flag because those mm-hmm. time those timeouts are very critical. Take last week's game with us in the Rams. You know, it ran down to the wire. You don't want to burn those time those timeouts up in a in a in a close game like that. You know, so that those coaches are going to be hesitant. Uh well, we'll 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 try to make up for it. I don't want to take the chance on on losing that timeout because you know we're down under the four minute mark. We're going to need that timeout plus the two minute warning. You know, or whatever they're thinking, mm-hmm. whatever they're saying, but. It, do something to where the coaches aren't too worried about throwing the challenge flag. Put some kind of power back on the sidelines to keep these refs in check. There's definitely gotta be some reform with that for sure. Like I'm Sorry. sure there's I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some ways that if a lot of the a lot of them people who are way smarter than you and me when it comes to all these rules and regulations that, that there ain't but two people smarter than me in this world. No, here we go. Already. If I had an Omaha button, I'd Omaha you right now. <laughs> and that's the only reason I said it, because I know you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, I, yeah. maybe maybe I'm smarter than two people. I, I, I forget which one. Well, that just proved your point right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, uh, yes, I, I mean. I'll get off my ref tangent. Those guys still tick me off, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, did it make. Did it make it exciting for everybody? Yes. And I mean, I can't believe actually like uh, still kind of skimming the, skimming the water here with this, but I couldn't believe like the people who were sitting all around us didn't know about the, the fair catching call now rule and during kickoffs. Well, so many people did not understand that. I don't, I don't quite blame them if they don't pay attention to NFL news like we do. You know, we we really pay attention to it because a lot of the news that comes out in the offseason is talking points for us. These, you know, other fans, you know, they don't need those talking points, so they might not follow everything like we do. You know, but there's new rules that are put out all the time, you know, and and if you don't do like we do, it, it it's hard to keep up with everything. So I don't. I don't necessarily blame him for not knowing, but pick up the pace, people. It's not hard to read an article. Let's go. I don't <laughs> want to miss the game explaining the rules to the person sitting to my right. 
And yes, Clyde sits to my right. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be more of a debate, right? <laughs> anyway, moving on. So let's do, let's get our takeaways in on the offense. Obviously started off slow, but AR still looks like the AR that we love. Uh, he actually learned how to slide. That stadium actually went crazy when he slid. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That was great. And I, I loved how he went back to the 360 spike. Yeah, because you brought up a good point. Like someone mentioned on the Pat McAfee show, or was it him? Pat McAfee, yeah, Pat show, McAfee, right? yeah asked Coach Steichen about that 360 spike saying, hey, he's got to go back to that. That's his thing. Nobody else has ever done that. Let him keep doing that. It was like, and uh, Coach Steichen said, "Yeah, I'll talk to him." And sure enough, he did it. <laughs> so that good job, Pat McAfee. Good I job. Love that three, I love that three sixty spike. Oh yeah, definitely a big shout out to old Boomstick. I miss that guy. He was so exciting to watch. Well, you can see but, him uh, every day at eleven o'clock on YouTube. What are you doing? Plugging stuff already? Well, for him, yeah. I'm just joking. He plugs uh, stuff. He plugs stuff for us. When did he do that? Well, he just don't know it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so what was some of your biggest offense takeaways, Big B? Um, I was quite impressed with that O line. We were down three starters, and did they perform perfectly? No. Uh, but did they hold their own against Aaron Donald and that rush that the Rams have? Man, I'm going to say yes. I was I was really, really happy with the way the O-line played. Now, it broke down here and there, but, you know, with Anthony having the legs and the escapability that he has, everything worked out pretty daggum good. I was I was really impressed with that whole that O-line. Um, even in the first half, when it seemed like we couldn't move the ball, I, man, those guys, those guys blocked their asses off. So they kudos, did. kudos to the O line. And you know how big I am on on trench warfare, anyways. You know, I always say it starts and stops in the trenches. So, yeah, I was, I was, I was really. Uh, Really happy with their their play. Yeah, overall, being down three stars, I have to agree. Um, definitely, I mean, we could have been better. Absolutely, can always be better. But with them being be down better. three stars, uh, with being down three stars on the offensive line, absolutely, they did they did their job and they did it well. Um, but yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaways is you know Alec Pierce finally had a big catch. He had his big moment. Finally, we finally seen him. Uh, you know, it ended up being a PI call, but. Still, he ended up catching it anyway. So, I mean, we've seen – we actually he seen missed some a balls couple still, going. though. He did. I mean, some that I thought he should have brought in. You know, he's got to clean that up. He's got to be more consistent on those catches. And, and I just they, wonder – The kid's fast. The kid's got hands. I just don't know why he's not bringing it in. I just – I mean, I wonder if, like, the arm strength of AR is – becoming a problem for him because he's no, used to these. because he never he never gets those short middle of the field passes you know he always gets those deep ones 
You know, we so did see a lot. We did we did see some of that on the offense as well. That's one of my takeaways. They went downfield a lot more this time. Yeah, and I was really happy to see that too because stretching that field out can do so much for the offensive play calling. You know, I like seeing that. But the arm strength of AR to Pierce shouldn't be an issue by the time it gets. 40, 50 yards down the field, you know, there's not much juice left on it by the time it gets to him. Oh, yeah. And one more thing I think I need to add about AR before we move on. Uh, He made history yet again this week. One of one. One of one. First rookie in the Super Bowl era to have three rushing touchdowns in his first three starts. So kudos to AR for that. Way to go, Rook. I think we got the right guy. I think we do. I mean, he's just so exciting to watch. He's so exciting to watch. So, all right, moving on, and we'll clean this up and get out of here real quick. Defense. I'm sure both of us have some words about that defense, good and bad. Go ahead and kick us off. I don't have much bad, to be honest with you. You know, those guys fought and fought and fought and fought. L.A. is a talented team. Full of talent, for sure. To to get to Stafford the way we did, man, I ain't ain't got nothing negative to say about those guys. You know, they they fought their tails off. Uh, I hated that we lost Flowers for the rest of the season. it's, It's devastating. Uh, very devastating. Um, so that's either going to put, what is it, Baker Jr. or Jones in the rotation to fill that spot, you know. Baker, and they're, yeah, Baker they're, Jr., I think, is going to be there now. They're both rookies, you know, so there's going to there's gonna be growing pains with them. So everybody just have some patience with them. They're very talented young men, smart. They will get everything together. I don't think I don't think we have to worry too much. You're definitely going to see Tennessee go after the rooks, probably with uh, D Hop, but I, I think we'll be all right. I really do. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get into more of that Thursday, and then I'll go ahead and be the bad guy and say uh, this: Dag Gum. I'm trying not to say too many choice words here. Well, yeah, you're all that, professional looking. You can't speak unprofessional. This cover two soft coverage BS. It's got to stop, <laughs> especially with the speed of these Rams receivers. Puka being number one, knowing he was coming in there, being the top receiver in the league right now as a rookie and not doing a damn thing about it after but what made it even more frustrating for me was the how we know this defense can and the defensive play calling be aggressive by Gus Bradley from the Baltimore game, and yet we didn't see hardly none of that this time. It's extremely frustrating to see Fair. that. I mean, it's oh my gosh. I mean, I just make I it feel know. like you're back in the Eberflus days. It does. It really does. I mean, you know, you know and. When when they run that and and this really stood out the last play of the game when uh Pikachu scored the winning touchdown. 
it was Kenny Moore and I I I, I can't remember the other player. Was, you talking was about the final play of the game? Yeah. Was it Blackman? Yeah, it, was Kenny, it was Kenny Moore and Blackman, yes. Yeah, but they messed up the assignment, left them wide ass open. You know, but Bad when you're in, but when you're in a zone or when you're on man to man, there's no screwing nothing up. You can't, you know, yeah. You, well, you, you can screw up, but you're you're not going to screw up because you think somebody else's job is to cover that guy. See yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's not good communication. No, field, but, you know, field communication. And, you know, we both played defense for a long time. We we understand defensive mind. Um, I guarantee you Gus Bradley's a billion times smarter than me on, on playing those calls. But you're 100% right. Every time we're in that soft-ass two, man, that middle of that field is just wide open and people can get 10, 15, 20 yards on us. No problem. It, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. If you're going to get yards on us, you need to earn it. Bottom line. Especially with these guys that we have, these big, bulky, you know, long-limbed defensive backs. There's no reason why they can't be violent up front on the line. Yep. You know, make them work for it, throw off that rhythm. That was the thing that was also ticking me off the most. Like, there was – they let them keep rhythm. There was no disruption of their rhythm whatsoever. But all the rest of the defense, though, did a hell of a job. Hell of a job. But yeah. I, I think it's still, I think it's still some growing pains. So, like you said, we have a lot of rookies. Um, we'll work through it. Well, look at what most of us talked about at the very beginning of the year, as far as our expectations. You know, I know Clyde said it. I said it, and I, I'm real sure you said it. But I don't want to speak for you since you're sitting right here. But our biggest expectation was growth. Yep. Our, our guys growing as individuals, which makes our team grow as a team. Mm-hmm. And there is no doubt we're seeing this. We are getting this. Now, two of the games, we didn't get the results that we wanted. But we're getting growth. We have a quarterback a very, very talented quarterback that is doing nothing but getting better every day. You know, our O-line is getting better every day. Our defense is getting meaner every day. You know, who knows what the hell we're going to look like at the end of this year if these guys keep going on the projection that they are. I mean, the sky's the limit with these guys. I mean, they're finally showing – they're showing the toughness that we always knew they had. Their talent's really starting to show. I mean, I see that they're hungry again. I see that they're, you know, um, showing that resilience that we knew they always had. We keep throwing around that word a lot here lately. But, you know, it's it's awesome to see. Like, even though we're not, you know, seeing the outcomes that we like as fans, but if you really break it down, we're looking and the atmosphere is even different. Not only do we look different, but the atmosphere is even different, and I love it. There's hope in the air. Like you can tell everybody's excited for Colts football again and coming into these home games. And, you know, um, 
but yeah, overall it's it's just a better it's a better time to be a Colts fan, you know, especially after these long, hard six or seven years or whatever it's been. Um but we will get there. We will get there. So with that being said, you don't have nothing else to add, do you? I do. What is it? I really do. Our tailgate for this Sunday, the Titans game. Oh, so these are your final thoughts. Gotcha. Oh, they are my final thoughts, and I cannot be more excited. Uh, one of our tailgate sponsors, Home Gating uh, Barbecue Sauce, the guy that created that is actually coming to town to go to the Colts game because he's a huge Colts fan. He lives in Tennessee, but he's a huge Colts fan. Uh, and he's actually going to cook for us, too. And is it the Nashville Hot Nachos? Is that what it's called? It's called Nashville Hot Hot. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. We get with that shit. Nashville <laughs> Hot Chicken Nachos. Yeah, man, he sent me a picture, and I even posted it on our page. They look fabulous. I cannot oh, wait man. to eat them chips, baby. Oh my gosh. Talking about smoking and this and that. Oh my God. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. It's going to be a good tailgate. Even if you don't have tickets to the game, come out and tailgate with us. Just come out and tailgate. You never know what happens out there, man. (laughs) Oh, you got that right. The Jags game, uh, three people at the tailgate came just to tailgate with us, and they ended up getting tickets to the game because people there had extra tickets. Now, I can't guarantee that it's going to happen, but it did happen once, so it should happen twice. You know, so you you just never know. But if you come to the game and you still don't get it, or you come to the tailgate, you still don't get a ticket, don't sweat it because you're going to have a hell of a good time. Oh, I cannot wait. And my final thoughts for tonight, guys, since he's already promoted the tailgate, that's usually what I do. I'm just going to continue to remind everybody to continue to follow us on YouTube if you have not yet. I know a slew of probably you all now have gotten on there, but please keep sharing with your friend, 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 friends, and your friend, 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 friends. I'll say it for Clyde since he's not here. Keep following us. Subscribe to our YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw my personal Twitter out there as well. You can follow me at Big Country eighteen sixty four. And Pat, your Twitter tag is what? Uh, Patrick D O E R F L E one. So yeah, we'll get you all, keep you all in the loop with not only now, the show but with all of our activities that we have going on, giveaways and such. I will uh, say this. Thing. If you don't rip that tie and jacket off like friggin' Hulk Hogan, I'm going to be seriously disappointed in you. First of all, I'm not doing that. This stuff costs me a lot of money, and I'm not doing it. I need a theme song. What's it? We need a real American. What's it? What is Hogan's <laughs> theme song? Oh my God. Somebody send, <laughs> send that to me because it won't leave my head until I hear it now. But that's oh, all right. Go ahead, rip it off like Hulk Hogan. We'll start a GoFundMe page, and we'll get you a new suit. No. Damn it. <laughs> You're, I don't like this business, Acosta. He's well, no fun. We had to take care of business tonight. <laughs> and with that being said, Sammy, business is concluded. Take us home. 
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.